Hi everyone, welcome to Grand Advice by Good Monster. I'm your host, John Timmerman, and thanks so much for watching the very first episode of Grand Advice. Today, we're going to talk about how to effectively market and build business and foot traffic for your restaurant. Now, restaurants are a dime a dozen. When you go to any city, any town across this great country of ours or across the world, you're going to find a lovely place to eat. So how do you make your restaurant stand out from the other hundreds or thousands of options out there? Whether you own a taco shop, a pizza shop, a sandwich shop, or a fine dining restaurant, you have a lot of competition to get people's wallets into your door versus your competitors. So that's what today's episode is all about. So step one, when you have a new restaurant or you're looking to revamp or freshen up your current restaurant business, the first thing you need to understand is that the only reason people are going to step it foot into your door versus somebody else's is that they've heard through the grapevine, they've read reviews, they've had a recommendation of some sort to come to your restaurant. That is the reason they're going to make that decision. Now, where that recommendation comes from could be tens or hundreds of different places. It could be online reviews. It could be uh, your mother, your brother, your sister, your friend told you. It could be a colleague from work. It could be something you stumbled upon on social media. But regardless, your restaurant needs that social proof. Proof that if I go and spend my money there, I'm going to have a good experience, right? So one of the first places you're going to want to look is you're going to want to look into your community for people who have that social influence. Now, a modern term for today's social media important people are influencers. But when you look at local influencers, they don't necessarily have to have the hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram like you might be looking if you're a national brand. They might just have social influence within the community. Look at news anchors. Look at coaches of sports teams. Look at people who are regularly in the public eye uh, that could that you could invite into your restaurant or could convince to come in to enjoy an experience. Now, if you have that person come in, there's a lot of opportunities there. Maybe they'll give you a shout out on social media. Maybe they'll let you take a picture of them um, eating at your restaurant. Maybe they will uh, start telling people or hand out coupons to their team if they're a coach um, or if they have a network of people. If they're a CEO of a really well-known company in, in your area, give them 15 coupons to bring back to, to employees uh, to hopefully bring in more people. So regardless, that's step number one is you're going to want to figure out how you can get local social influencers people with following uh, a following to come into your restaurant and enjoy that experience. So outside getting important people into your restaurant, you're going to want to make sure that wherever people can find you across the internet, most prevalently today, but wherever people can find you, there's really good reviews and comments about your restaurant. So you're going to want to look at what we call Google NAP, the name, address, and phone number box that you see when somebody searches for uh, for your business. You want to make sure that you're getting as many, uh, you, you want to make sure, one, that looks great. Clear title, phone numbers, make sure your menu is on there. That's a no-brainer that you often see restaurants don't even have on their Google listing. Make sure your menu's on there. Make sure your hours are on there, hours of operation for each day. 
Make sure your website is on there. Make sure they can contact you. Make sure that box is, has all the possible information you could possibly put in there, including pictures of all, every single item on your menu. It's very important. On top of that, make sure that you're asking customers to add reviews to your Google listing. It's huge. If somebody goes and finds your restaurant next to other 10 other restaurants that they could go to, your listing has two reviews. The one next to you has 1,200 reviews. They're going to go to that one that has 1,200. It looks like they've been in business longer. Um, unless those 1,200 reviews are terrible, which they probably wouldn't be able to get to 1,200 if they were a terrible restaurant. But chances are they're going to not even glance at you and go directly to that one that has more social proof. So really focus on getting those reviews and ratings. It's huge. It's very important. So Google name, address, and phone number. Make sure that box in Google is fully filled out and visually very pleasing. And make sure you're asking for as many reviews as possible. Obviously, good ones are better than bad ones. So once somebody has heard of you or uh, found you on Google and it looks like you're a good pick, the next place they're going to go naturally is to your website or they're going to go to your social media depending on the age demographic and who's searching. But either way, you want to make sure that you're reinforcing that trust when they do that. So now you've got them hooked through reading the reviews. They've clicked through to your website. You want to make sure your website makes you look professional in whatever type of food you're serving. So your brand is everything. So when they go to your website, if you're a fine dining Italian restaurant, make sure there's elegant fonts, really high quality photos of your food. If you have videos on there, slow motion videos circling around a pasta plate, uh, make sure that there's people smiling, they look dressed up and nice. You wanna make sure it fits the brand with what you're selling. If you're a taco truck, you don't have to have any of those things. You can have uh, videos with like, you know, high fast-paced music in the background, people chomping down on tacos, and they got food all over their face, and they're laughing, and then they're throwing a football. Like, you want to fit your content on your website with whatever product you're selling, whatever type of food you're selling. Make sure that the basics are on there. You want to have a really easy-to-read menu. Do not just put your PDF of your menu up there. It's really hard to read on a, on a mobile phone. Take the time, extra time. Take the extra effort. Make your menu really, uh, really easy to read and really easy to scroll through on a phone or a desktop or whatever. Make sure that there's high-quality photos, no matter what you're serving, of the type of food. Make it look delicious. Spend the time, the money, whatever you need to do this because it will help convince people to come to your, your restaurant. And lastly, make sure the contact information is super easy. Phone number, email. Again, these things are given, but you'd be surprised at how a lot of restaurants just slap up whatever they have and expect that that's going to do the job. And when they don't get people in the door, they don't understand why. Well, you have to put in these the, the effort to, to make these things happen and to be visually pleasing give a really good user experience before they get into the door so that they trust they're going to have a good user experience when they do get into the door. Now, the next one I borrowed. I borrowed from uh, John Taffer, who some of you might know. He's the uh, bar rescue guy. And I was, uh, a few years ago, uh, I was watching an episode of Bar Rescue, just happened to be uh, flipping through the channels. And I 
noticed on there, he was spitting out these uh, statistics that were really uh, ear-catching to me. You want to market to the third visit for your customers, right? So you've done all your homework of getting them in the door. When they come in the door, you want to make sure that you understand that they have a 40% likelihood of returning if they had a good experience that first time. If you get them back, they have a 42% of returning a third time. So if you get them back a second time, they, you have a, they have a 42% chance of returning a third time. If they return a third time and they still have a good experience, they are 70% likely to return again and again and again, right? So like John says, John Taffer, you want to make sure you're marketing to that third visit. So again, these are not my suggestions. These come from him, but we use this at Good Monster with our current clients. It's a really good piece of advice and it does work. So when they come in the first time, this actually ties in with the last piece of advice for restaurant marketing that I have is really good products and really good customer service or else you're going to die. But when they're coming for the first time, you want to make sure your staff is trained to treat them like gold. Make sure that they, uh, your staff understands that this, this is their first time in the restaurant and to give them a, the best possible experience they can. John's suggestion is to lay down a red napkin so you know it's their first visit. But you can use a certain type of glass. You can so you put seat them at, the, at a certain type of t table. What, whatever your staff is going to uh, need to know it's their first visit so that they can treat them with respect and like they're the best customer in the world, that's what you need to do. So they have a great experience. At the end of that, John suggests that you, um, you give them uh, their meal for free. You don't tell them ahead of time. You tell them after. When you go to bring the bill, tell them, listen, we respect, we, we uh, love your business. We love your support. We wanted to give you this meal for free. They're like, wow, oh my gosh, no way. Okay. So that means they had a great experience and they're 40% more likely to return the second time. When they come in the second time, you do the same thing. You make sure that the staff knows some way that this is their second time. Maybe a different color napkin, I think, like John says. Then, when they have a great experience because your staff understands that this is their second time, at the end of the meal, you say, how was your experience? They say, oh my gosh, it was great, it was fantastic. You say, awesome. Glad you enjoyed it. Listen, next time you come, here's a coupon for a free appetizer. Oh my gosh, this was a great experience. They come back. There's a 42% chance they're going to come back a third time. They come back the third time. Same thing. Different color napkin, different table, whatever you need to do to let your staff know this is their third time. This is the moneymaker because if they have a great experience this time, they're 70% likely to return uh, again and again and again. So they sit down. They have a meal, great experience. At the end, you say, how was your experience? Oh my gosh, this was great. Every time I've come here, it's been amazing. Awesome. Glad you loved it. Here's a coupon for 50% off of, uh, uh, I think John says the cheesecake or whatever it might be. Okay. So then they've had a great experience three times in a row. They're 70% likely to come back and they have an incentive to come back because they have a 50% off coupon for the cheesecake. Now, you might be thinking that this is too much to give away, but is it really too much to give away? When you think about marketing spend, 
advertising dollars on Facebook or in the newspaper or magazines, local magazines, whatever you're normally spending your marketing dollars on, signage. Is it really that expensive to convince somebody to come back three times in a row and have fantastic experiences and then be 70% likely to come as a reoccurring customer over and over again? It's really not that expensive. It might cost you 10 to $20 in cost of food to do that, but the, the return on investment over the lifetime of that customer and all of the friends they tell is definitely going to pay for it. It's definitely going to pay you back, so you don't have to worry about that. The last piece of advice, like I said, and the most important piece of advice is that none of this will work if you don't have good food and good service. So that is an obvious thing, but something that's often overlooked to cut costs, to hire somebody too quickly, uh, to promote somebody who you're loyal to. This is especially important in family businesses because if family dynamics get into the, uh, the, the fabric of the culture of the restaurant and that shows through to customers, that's really not going to be a good thing. So make sure you're good, you're, you have great food and good service. Don't cut costs to be able to uh, create great dishes in whatever your vertical is, Italian, tacos, pizza, Mexican, whatever, okay? Make sure you have fantastic food. Be creative. That's what's going to draw people, especially the millennial generation, which are the is the upcoming generation that's spending a lot of money. That's what's going to draw them in great experiences and great food. So you have great food, right? You hire a fantastic chef, they're creative, you're rolling over the menu seasonally. Great service. Make sure you your staff understands that this might just be a job for them, but the restaurant won't succeed and they won't succeed if there's not some level of investment, emotional investment into the customer's well-being. Okay, it's all in how you describe it to your staff. So make sure your staff is trained so that they're going to give fantastic service, even when they might not be in the best mood. And if they're not in the best mood, maybe they need to call in uh, somebody else as backup. Maybe they need to call out and have somebody take their shift. Okay, because it's that important to their tips if they get them, to their pay, to their job, and to the restaurant. Thank you everyone for watching the very first episode of Grand Advice by Good monster. If you have any feedback or questions, you can always text 315-226-3269. It comes straight to the agency. We'd love to answer questions. We can possibly even put them on the show here. And you can also email wearegoodmonster at gmail.com. Either of those places, we'd love to get your feedback, your advice, maybe some topics or your business that you'd like us to talk about here on Grand Advice by Good Monster. And as always, remember, you can watch this on YouTube and Facebook, and you can listen to it on whatever your favorite podcasting platform is. That's a wrap, everyone. We'll see you next time.